This vigilance is not born out of a deep call to serve or from that place that we can have that transcendent place we access when ideas are just flowing and execution is going and you are just operating full throttle. And it's like, I am riding this wave. This is beautiful. That's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about vigilance. I'm talking the vigilance that comes from fear. It's about that constant refrain of, am I doing enough? Hello, hello. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3X your productivity, hone your passions into grant-funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you have been to every career development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face, if you are working hard but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first, If you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about, I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help early career women of color faculty in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, my six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving early career women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good, so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. We teach you productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time, abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you to build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to make the first step. If you're ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to book a coaching consult call today by visiting kemidole.com backslash grant. 
After you book your call, you will complete an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that you just don't have what it takes. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to up-level your experience and your impact. Book a coaching consult today to get your career foundation score. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to book your call. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm so happy to be with you all this week. I am opening us up with a wonderful and generous five-star review that a lovely person whose handle is Jet Omama, I think. It's J-E-T-O-M-O-M-A. Now, if that's supposed to be pronounced differently, my bad. But this lovely person left a review that I'm going to read, um, and I'll continue to read them as you all leave them because I really appreciate you. They say, Dr. Dole shares extraordinary insights into academic culture and how doing what seems like the quote, right thing can consistently lead us off track. If everyone understood the world in this way, we would create a more just academy, one that truly valued wellness and allowed the best ideas to thrive. You won't regret listening to this. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate this. And I picked this one because that is 100% my intention. I want us to value our own wellness. I want us to value our own ideas. I want us to be so much more clear on the value that we have. I want us to be able to articulate it with crisp authority. You know, I want us to understand so clearly how lucky the institutions are to have us having chosen academic medicine as the platform from which we want to remake our little corner of the world. I want us to be clear and own that value. And because we're so clear on that, I want us to unapologetically protect that value. I want us to understand that the default, the default way in academic medicine, especially for those who are early career, and especially for women of color, black women, the default is burnout and settling and not actually living up to your full potential. And so I want all of us to unapologetically understand that protecting that value is also part of our job. And a lot of that looks like going against the grain. And a lot of that looks like boundaries. And all of that is worth it. Because the third thing that we're all here to do is to execute on that value. It's to be clear about the potential we bring to the table and then set our mind and set our energy and choose the challenge of executing on our unique value so that we remake our world. You know, small goals, (laughs) but it's real. It's real. And that's why I'm here. So I just want to thank you again, Jet Omama. I appreciate you. And let's get into our topic today, um, which I've written about before. um, And I want to expand on a little bit more here today. And that is this this idea of constant vigilance. This is totally a reference to Harry Potter, by the way. I learned that phrase there and I just find it eminently useful in many different ways. Anyway, but let's talk about it. So I came around to writing and thinking about this issue when I went through a period myself where I was in transition in 
ramping up one area of work in two ways. So ramping up an area of research in a big way and ramping up um, a new role, a leadership position in a new way. In addition to things that were evolving and growing in my coaching practice and all of these things were happening. And the thing is, all of them were exactly what I wanted. All of them. Like this is exactly all the stuff I worked so hard for. All of them were just, it's such a representation, you know, of seed sown, mm, y'all seed sown, watered, all of that to get to where I wanted to be. But I was realizing that I was in that phase where we're not quite at blooming season, right? We're still tending and things are sprouting and there's a lot of work going in and you might not be able to see the tangible pieces, but you know, it's coming. And what was so hard for me about being in that phase, being in that time frame, was because I understood that there was a whole lot more bandwidth being taken up to essentially like birth these things, right? To get them up and up and going to level up in three essentially different areas in my own life, which I know y'all resonate with because y'all are faculty in academic medicine and public health. And like one of the reasons why you love being faculty is because of all of the different things going on, right? That you don't do the same thing every day. I love that too. And so in three different areas, things are leveling up. I'm putting in a lot of work. I'm putting in a lot of foundation building. And what's hard about that is that it's not really yet visible, right? You can't see it on the outside. Like I can't point to it and say, this is what I've done. This is what I've done. This is what I've done. And so in that setting, it feels even more highlighted, right? To have to pull back on some of the other things that are visible. And that is what led me to really thinking about constant vigilance and why I wanted to talk to y'all about it. Because what I know is that I definitely bristle (laughs) every time I have to acknowledge the rules of space and time and downshift in one area in order to build in another. Like, I just want to clone myself. That's what I want to do, even though that is not yet possible. And ultimately, even though I say to myself sometimes, oh, why can't I just clone myself? That's not really the interesting question. The interesting question is why is it so hard? Like, why does it feel so dangerous to pull back anywhere for anything? Why do we go into a meeting? Absolutely sure that we are not going to volunteer for a single other thing, but we'll leave with another to do on our plate. Why do we have that one project that does not align with our values, that doesn't really build on what we're trying to create, and that sometimes, y'all, fundamentally, we don't even like. We don't even like this project. And yet we will find ourselves still giving it our time and energy. I mean, we'll write a whole grant that we secretly hope doesn't get funded because we just can't let it go. Because the idea of what feels like seeding territory feels too dangerous. Letting go feels too dangerous. Downshifting to any degree feels like quitting the whole game. So if this is you or you have felt this before, you're not alone at all. And this is exactly what I call constant vigilance and not the good kind. This vigilance is not born out of a deep call to serve or from that place that we can have that transcendent place we access when, you know what I mean, your ideas are just flowing and execution is going and you are just operating full throttle. And it's like, 
It's not even work. It's total flow state. And so it's not like I can't downshift. It's like, why would I? I am riding this wave. This is beautiful. That's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about vigilance. I'm talking the vigilance that comes from fear. It's about that constant refrain of, am I doing enough? And it's feeding the lie that if I just finish this, then I'll be secure. This is constant vigilance for our worthiness. It's a never ending negotiation of our value. And the problem is that the game is rigged, y'all. The thing is, institutions are built on exploiting a system of diminishing returns. This is by design. This is why the first grant you got, it felt amazing. You're like, oh my gosh, I can do it. I can get funded. I can do it, right? It doesn't matter if that bad boy was for $2,000, $20,000, $200,000. It does not matter. You feel amazing. But then somehow you get three more and it's somehow still not enough, right? And the problem is that we just adapt to this system and we ask, okay, so what's next? Like some of us struggle even to stop and really truly celebrate because the question is just what's next? There's always something more. And the problem is that as long as you're willing to hustle for your worth, you will stay hustling. Constant vigilance. And so I'm highlighting this, obviously. (laughs) I'm pushing on this bruise on purpose, right? Because it's not just about, oh, you're hustling, you're hustling. It's not just about that. It is about it, right? It is about this is why you can't turn off. Of course, right? It is about this is why you're still up nights and weekends, even though you don't want to be doing that, right? Yes, it's totally about that. This is about this is why you have less bandwidth when you are really trying to work on things that you really love because you never turn off. You're not turning off. You're not turning off. It's about all of those things. Yes. Yes. It's about the structure of your day. It's about how you approach productivity. Yes. It's about the kind of energy that you are or are not bringing to meetings, the kind of presence that you are or not bringing because you are constantly distracted by the constant vigilance. What do I need to be doing next? What's next? Okay. So yes, it's about all of that stuff. But the other reason why it's really critical to highlight and I offer to you to disengage from is that this constant vigilance is exhausting and energy draining and your ideas, your truly epic ideas, they must have, they require your best time and energy, not your leftover mental scraps at the end of the day. They need your best mind, your clearest thoughts, and your full commitment to seeing them through. And you can't provide these ingredients when you're caught in constant vigilance, right? When you have an idea that you haven't seen done before, when you have an insight that you are, you're crazy excited to execute, when you even have that like tendril of an idea and you know there's something there, but you also have to spend time, you have to go look stuff up. You have to spend time kind of digesting synthesizing things together. When you're in that place, you absolutely need your best mind and your clearest thoughts in order to execute on that value. That's what you need. But the problem is that when you're caught 
in constant vigilance, you're using your best mind to problem solve, shoving 36 hours of work into a 24 hour day. That's what you're using your mind for. You're wasting those clear thoughts, those sharp gems on trying to anticipate how you'll be judged and who's judging you and, and how you're going to, you know, promote yourself at the next thing and what's, what's going to be the next criteria for success. That's what you're using your thoughts on. And your commitment, instead of to executing on your value, your commitment is to the game and to the gold stars instead of to your purpose. Constant vigilance. And I want you to know that you can stop this. <laughs> you can stop it. And awareness is the first step. You are welcome. You are welcome. I need us to stop it. And I think actually the, I think the path out is to recognize one thing, right? Is to recognize that it hurts either way. So you can keep going hustling for your worth and be exhausted and eventually burn out. And obviously that hurts (laughs) or eventually settle with that low grade resentment about having a career that was much less than you really wanted hurts or you can stop today and you can initiate a journey of self-reflection and career transformation that is scary that is vulnerable, and that definitely is sometimes painful, but it leads to freedom. That is what I want to offer to all of us, is that once we recognize it hurts either way, it's hard to set boundaries. It's hard to be vulnerable enough to own your value and then make decisions based on that. It's hard to prioritize your activities in real time, not theoretically, in actuality, by your value and your purpose and what you bring to the table and nothing else. Doable, simple, kind of, but hard. It's a challenge to optimize your micro environment. So you are absolutely ensuring that you can perform at your best because you want the best for your ideas, because you want to produce the best work that ultimately helps people and changes the field. But it is possible. So I want to ask you, which path are you taking? And if it's the second one, what's the first step? With constant vigilance, we're using our considerable energy, hustling for our worthiness. Moving out of constant vigilance means that you use your considerable energy to execute on your value. And only you get to define what your value is. And I'll tell you a secret. It starts with the reason, the very reason that you deliberately chose this long ass path (laughs) to be a faculty member in academic medicine the dream that you had for the career that you could create, the reason why you are here. Our job is not to hustle for our worthiness. Our job is to translate that vision 
and those ideas into tangible action with strategy. So we can slay these goals and change the world. All right. That's it, y'all. Where are you going? Where are you going next year in your career? Where are you going in three years? Where are you going in five years? And this is not about what gold stars you're getting. This is not about the things. I don't mean what grant are you getting? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what impact are you making? I'm talking about the why behind your work. What impact have you made in a year? What impact have you made in three years? What are you building? What are you working towards in five? Protecting your energy, your passion, by keeping it keyed into that vision, keyed into the very specific, tangible impact goals that you have is the first step to disengaging from the constant vigilance and channeling your considerable talents and skills towards making the change that you want to see in the world. I hope you have a great week. If this resonated with you, if this motivated you to spend less time on the vigilance and more time on your work, let me know. Come and find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Kemi Dole, K-E-M-I-D-O-L-L on all platforms. Hit me up and tell me why. What goals are you going after instead of constant vigilance? Let's create this community and rise together. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.